This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Father, we ask tonight that in the name of Jesus, your will will manifest your heart to us. Your glory will be seen. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you for unction to speak your word. We will not just speak, but there will be the demonstration of your spirit and of your power. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise as bodies are lifted and yokes are shattered. In the mighty and majestic name of Jesus. Somebody give God praise. <laughs> so that's what we have our say. Let's read. Hebrews 12 and verse 1. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we are also, or we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Everybody say, Weight. And seeing we don't easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So there are sins and there are weights. Weights are not necessarily sins, but they will hinder you as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To live. Why I want to share this tonight. You must be sure that your Christian life does not stay on one spot. There must be more of the manifestations of God in your life otherwise you can become stale the bible calls it a race that is said before us when you run a race you don't stay on one spot the realm of the spirits is in dimensions christianity will never be interesting if you don't move from one dimension to another. Whereas, it is possible to be a Christian for 20 years, no new experience, no fresh oil, no deeper understanding of the, of the things of the Spirit, no greater workings of the Spirit of God. So after 20 years, you might still depend on somebody to hear God for you. After 20 years, you might still have to depend on the prayers of some other people, and this is not God's will. How then do I experience more of God? So there is a song that will sing, and it's a lovely song. Jesus, more of you, more of you. God understands our heart as we express this. Actually, what we are trying to say is that, Lord, we just want to experience more of you. And it's right. But in the real sense of it, it should be more of me, not more of you. Because through Jesus, God has given you all of himself. What has happened is that you are yet to yield all of yourself. Did you get that tonight? When Jesus came down to do what he did, half of him did not come down. And the only ghost that lives inside you is not 70% Holy Ghost. So you cannot say, more of you, Lord. God says, what more do you want? I live in you. There is no more. It is more of you, yielding to all of him that is in you. Did you get that? God bless you have your seat tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the realm where Christianity gets very sweet and very interesting. You see, if you catch what I'm saying tonight, prayer will never be a burden again. It will be an experience that you enjoy. At the beginning, your flesh might not want to cooperate. But those 
who brings something from the place of prayer anytime they pray. We always want to pray. We don't want to pray when it's like a punishment and at the end we have spent time, we have exact energy and you cannot show much for it. But if every time you pray, your eyes are open. If every time you pray, things happen, then there will be, prayer will become a wonderful experience. Last night, I was praying. In the middle of the night, and I desire to meet somebody a while ago and there was going to be an opportunity very soon to meet the person and when I was praying for a while I don't know whether I doze off or maybe I sat on the chair there then I saw that I was in the person's house and what he pulled down that we should eat was like a poison and he went and he came and he said, have you eaten that thing? And I didn't want to say no, so I was looking at the person because I said, I don't the person. And straight away, I knew that I should be careful of relationship. When you pray and things are revealed, you are encouraged to want to pray more. So why did we start with Hebrews 12? There is always something in you that holds you back from yielding yourself to God. When we talk about spiritual growth, it is not only about you increasing the time you spend in prayer. Thank God for prayer and it is the foundation on which everything stands. But beyond prayer, there are certain instructions, certain steps, certain moves that you have to take or make that will make your Christian life more robust. So Hebrews puts it this way, sins and weights. Many Christians have laid aside sin, but the problem many times is weights. Weights will stop you from running as you should run. If I some weights can be so weighty that you don't move. So many times when we don't move as we should, there is a weight. As fast as Jose Boat is, if they ask him to run with Captain D. And they asked Usain Bolt to carry five traveling bags, very heavy. And then carry a table and he said, he's going to outrun Usain Bolt. Not because Usain Bolt is not having the capacity to run very fast, but he's carrying weights. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So there are weights that when they are there, even though you are designed to experience so much of the supernatural, God is not withholding the supernatural from you. Weights are stopping you from experiencing those supernatural. I know there are people here and there are people watching me who are prayed to be able to hear the voice of God more. The Holy Spirit will not keep His voice from you. But there is something about the receiver which is you. In Genesis 13, God told Abraham, leave your father's house. But Abraham took lots. The instruction was clear. God wanted him to get away from every of his relatives. But he took lots with him. And then they began to move. And they began to move. And the Bible says, in chapter 13, there was an issue between the X-Men and I said the X-Men have been creating problem a long time ago. <laughs> so the Bible said the X-Men of Abraham and the X-Men of Lot began to fight. And Abraham told Lot to go. But in verse 14 of Genesis 13, the Bible says, And God said to Abraham, after Lot separated from him, this is what I want to call your attention to. And the Lord said to Abraham, after that Lot was separated, there are some things that God is saying you will not hear until you separate from some things. Weight can be relationship. Weight can be things you watch. 
there are some Christians, the spiritual energy in their spirit is very high, but it keeps dissipating into the air because of things they watch or where they go to. Give me the altar's fire. Just bring water close by. It will quench it. You know, I've said this before. Evil communication, what the Bible says, corrupts good manner. Good manner does not destroy evil communication. When they were about to enter the promised land, God began to say to them, watch your people and warn them not to mingle with the children of the land. He said, for they will make you worship their God. When I was young, I asked the Lord, Why, how come it's not the other way? Why not them making the people to worship the living God? Why must it be the people? Associations that are wrong, you will not jack it up. It will bring you down. Some saints don't know that. That's the way it's designed. Why was Dina raped? She was playing with the daughters of the land. There are people right now described as daughters of the land. See, there are so many Christians who have their legs in the kingdom, but there are many ways that they still hold on to. Conversations that they should not have. Things they still maintain. No matter what they receive, why they pray, their spirit opens up. It's about to skyrocket. But then they visit that person, they talk with that person, the conversation brings everything down again. That's how they always at the same level. Abraham was called the father of faith. God was using him to mirror something. There are times to walk with God. There are things you have to be separated from. When I was in secondary school, there was this guy, probably was my senior, probably is watching now. We used to call him Shalak Bade. He was in the hostel. I know the way boys will do in the hostel. Oh, you can all night long can be abusing yourself and using, you know, very rough language and all those things. And, you know, he will try to walk with God and then he will stumble. Then in the fellowship one day, he said, you know what? I'm going to live this Christian life only if I stop being a body student. So he told his parents and he went home. In less than two months, the amount of gift of the Spirit flowing from this guy. He said, as long as I'm in the midst of the same boys in the hostel. He said, once we get, leave fellowship and I get to the hostel, in one hour we have started again. On only jokes, insults, anger, fire. You know the hostel, about 14 of you in the room. And then he said, it's a lifestyle that I'm just used to. He said, I wake up in the morning, I pray. When I finish praying, I'm going to say something. Somebody's going to say something. So he told, they said, you know what? If I can just leave the hostel. And he did. For him, it might not be the same story, but it helped him a great deal. He started coming from the house and the gift just started manifesting. He understood what Jesus said, that if thy eyes is causing you to sin, the eye said, pluck it out. It's not saying take a knife and pluck out your eyes. But cut off every opportunity. Just make sure you don't give opportunities. People that you see and they affect your face, stop seeing them. Hallelujah. So there was something that God wanted to tell Abraham. So God said, that, I'm not going to say this thing until Lot is no more in the picture. So God said, you know what, Abraham, no, Lot has to go. So the day Lot left, as soon as Lot left, as his leg was going down like this, God just said to Abraham that, look around, now I'm about to give you the land. You know, there are people watching me now. You don't know what you are missing by keeping those weights in your life. I speak to somebody the Spirit tonight. If you are listening to me, there are things you still watch. Maybe pornography and all those things. You don't know what you are missing by keeping those weights in your life. One thing is certain. You cannot run with perseverance the race that is set before you with those weights there. Somebody listening to me, I need to say bye-bye to some friends forever. In the days to come, you might now have a capacity to lead them to Christ. But first of all, you might need to separate. God said to Apostle Paul when he called him, he said that I call you I, to separate you from the Gentiles and from the people that I might now send you to them. But first of all, I'm going to separate you. You need to be separated to grow before you can reach out to them. Glory to God. 
It's like somebody struggling with lust and he says he wants to be reaching out to prostitute. We are going to tell that brother, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you, you are just setting up yourself. They will convert you. When I said that evil communication, I said, one day the Lord gave me that because I was just bothered. And the Lord was telling me that, see, once Christians have ungodly friends, you can have relationship with people that are ungodly in the sense that you know them, you greet them, you talk with them. But if you have been in that group for long and you are now born again, separation might be necessary. Otherwise, you might not be able to rise above. But if you are getting close to people because you want to reach out to them in the office, Bible didn't say we should not have friends, unbelievers in the office, but if your, your goal should be to pray for them and reach them for Christ, if that is not your goal, they are going to pull you back. You see, a white cloth does not whiten a black charcoal when they meet. The charcoal will stain the whites. It is always like that. If I put something oily on my, on my, in my and I rub it against a white face, the white face will not whiten my hand. But my hand will stain the white face. If you are white, you can easily be stained. So every time, including Solomon, who had a face, a direct encounter with God two times, when he joined himself with the girls of another land, they pulled him down to their level. Solomon became a philosopher who forgot God at the end of the day. Maybe on Sunday I'll begin to talk about, don't forget. I said I'm going to talk about this. Hallelujah. Hey. If people can have the ability not to forget certain things, their Christianity will be so mighty. That's why they will erect an altar in the Old Testament after every experience so that they will not forget the experience. They will not forget the experience. Glory to God. It's one of the perfect ways of working in forgiveness. If you have invested into my life, one thing I do, I will talk more about this on Sunday. Anybody I meet in life, I straight away create a gap that they will likely offend me one day and I forgive them in advance. It has always helped me. Some of the people that you see around me, and this is even what many people don't know, probably most of the, maybe about half of the ministers or less that you see here coming to pray during the conference, there has been several occasions for conflicts, except for grace and understanding. So sometimes when I see people getting angry and walking away, this one, that one, and they, you know, somebody will come and say, the Lord told me to be in this church, and two years after, Anosha is sending them away. God told them to come. Anosha told them to go away. Or somebody took a top, the edition was taken, you know. If you have not mastered forgiveness, you have not started as a Christian. And we will talk more about this on Sunday. Yeah. People come to Lagos, they beg a family, I don't have anywhere to stay, they bring them, they live with that family. Then maybe the wife says something. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about maybe a lady staying with a family and the man is trying to make. In that case, please live straight away. And that, that's not what I'm talking about. But that somebody said something in the house. You came by 10.30 and somebody rolled their eyes on you and they said, and the next thing, you already planned, I'm going to leave. So when you marry, your husband or your wife will never complain. And when they complain that you are going to carry your bag and also leave. And then when you have children and they offend you, you disown them straight away. Since you are used to separating yourself from anything that makes you uncomfortable. I mean, I do understand. When I live with people, I, I, I have lived with many people before. I, I already, I know in my heart that there is a likelihood. When I was having, I lived with a family. You must create in your heart that there is a likelihood. That they might say something. That might not be a very true, but that might hurt you. Then where is the place of forgiveness? You let it go. If you have a nature of talking, you can mention it maybe another day. Yeah, Auntie, and you said this the other day, I didn't like it. And even if they don't want to accept, just leave it. But to roll over it, and, and, and I, I see Christians doing it, and it bothers me. And they are going to dwell on it. I know I'm leaving. And some will leave, and we never. I corrected a lady here one time. 
Yes, he was staying with someone and the woman said some things. I said, but you stay with them for almost two years before that incident happened. She only said something. Maybe she called you lazy or something like that. Yes, she would have said that. But if you got angry to the point that you left, even after you left, one year after, you never turn back to visit them. What, what, what is living inside you? Honestly, they, they, they just bother me. Somebody with a similar story. And the person was telling me. When she was about to marry that, you know what? Nobody lives with us. I said, but you live with many people. Human beings are amazing. So, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, the woman did not offend you. March, the following year, she called you lazy. And because of that, you pack out April, and for another one April, one whole year, you never called them, you never visited them, you never said anything. But you stayed in the house for one year, three months. Ah. You see, these are the things that get people into trouble. And that they seem to be like their prayers are meeting brick wall when they pray. Do not operate as a mean person that you judge people with the most terrible judgments. As soon as they forget you, as soon as they do something wrong, you forget every good thing they've done and you dwell on that one thing. Some even do it to their siblings. Some do it to their parents. Why are they not talking to their father? They love the girl and the father said no. Love the girl. And when the girl came to the house, the father talked only to the girl. Oh, talk. Now they are married. Five years ago they are married. They, when they see their parents, they are still born. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't want to be offended, pack your load and go to heaven. <laughs> Remember, Jesus said there are many mansions there. Go, 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 go and grab one before the rest of us come there. If you don't want to be offended, you know, some people act as if those who come to church are angels. Look at your, look at your neighbor. How many wings does he have? Or you? So by now, you know that people who come to church are not angels. Neither are you one. You know, what we do is that when it comes to us, when we are the receiving end of all these attacks, we now act as if we are being victimized. But don't you do... One day when you are... One guy came to my room and he said, Pastor, everybody is talking about me and said, I'm going to leave the fellowship. And I said, can I ask you a question? It shocked him. I said, have you spoken about anybody before? He was even very very brilliant. He just sat down on the bed straight away. He was speechless. So it's your turn. I say it's simple. It's, I'm not saying these things are right for Christians to gossip. But you see, whether we say they are right or wrong, there are things people do. Are you with me? So you are going to be very free if you're already prepared. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you want your spirit man, your spirit man has been created perfectly after the image of Christ. Jesus is not adding. Maybe I should say this. You know, sometimes during worship, by the way, mercy encounter next Saturday is going to be powerful. I will talk more about this on Sunday. Sometimes you are praying about one minute, the Lord is talking to you about another meeting. Now, when people are in the prayer, which might will happen on that day, when people are, uh, they are, they are, they, you say we worship and we pray and there's an atmosphere. So we talk of, oh, the presence of God was in that it was very heavy. Whatever presence, um, the better word to use. Maybe there are times where the king himself can fill a place, no doubt about that. But see, many times, what we say, the presence of God came down, is many times you are taken up. In the sense that the same presence that can cause cancer to disappear, one day you are having a meeting and somebody was lifted about four feet off the ground. 
and was suspended there for a while. Yes, both Christians and all believers saw it. They are demonstration of the spirits. There was that Kedikuma was preaching, and she walked about two feet away from the stage. Everybody froze, except her. She wasn't even conscious. Then she turned back and went back to the stage. Those people at the first front row wanted to run away. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, glory atmosphere can be very strong. But you see, that kind of atmosphere is present right now. What happens many times is that we don't tune in. You don't get that. When you are fasting and praying, you are more conscious of the invisible realm. That's where you hear God clearly or more than before. It's not that because you are fasting, God is now talking more. God is fixed. We are the variables. You don't get that? So, as you are there now, if I ask all of you to lift up your hands, Lawrence, all your did it that day when was getting... So, it, not that the word of knowledge came specially. What Lawrence Lord did that it was just to make all of you conscious of what the Spirit wanted you to say to somebody. He has always wanted to talk through you. You were not always conscious until somebody taught you how to be conscious. If I want to move us to another level of atmosphere now, I can begin to worship and ask all of you to lift up your hands. When you do, what happens is that your eyes are turned away from the fact that you are seated physically. That's why we lift up our hands. All of a sudden, you are more conscious of the fact that you are a soul, a body, and a spirit. Many times we are conscious of our body. We are conscious of our soul because we are always thinking. But we are not conscious of our spirit, yet the spirit is there. There are angels here, for instance, right now we can suddenly become more conscious of them. When we do, all of a sudden, people will start seeing vision right away. And some will be touched. That is what makes people to fall under the anointing at times. But the presence is always there. We tune in or out. So when you begin to pray in the Spirit, now you stay there for a while. After a while, your mind keeps quiet. Then you are about to give opportunity for yourself to turn to that but the atmosphere is always there now the problem with weight is that it weighs you down so much that you don't have of the uh, uh, privilege or again you don't have the time to move into this realm but the realm is always available did you get what i've just said now hallelujah Weight can be relationships. Weight can be things to watch. Weight can be you talk too much. Yes. Weight can be whatever occupies you that makes it very, very difficult for you to be elevated or for your spirit man to connect. And that's what I'm saying here tonight just to say to people, even if you sit down with the Lord for just 30 minutes, it will reveal to you what the weights in your life are. You must not continue to tolerate those weights. You must not continue to tolerate those weights. As soon as they are gone, it will shock you how you will move so rapidly. Your crystal light gains speed. And now, you are conscious of the Holy Spirit more than ever before. Then you can run with perseverance, the race that is set before us. Mentality can be a weight. Mentality can be a weight. I want to end this tonight by saying that. As I'm speaking to everybody, I'm doing something to you. When this meeting is over, you can actually continue to listen to the word of God. What that does is that it gives you focus. Now, the Bible says... Let me lay aside everything and every weight. And the next one says, looking unto Jesus. One of the ways is staying away from weights is to keep your eyes on something so that you don't have your eyes on many things. Are you with me? Yes, sir. 
in our generation, there are people listening to me now. You need to train yourself to start watching too many things on Facebook. Number one, they are not profitable for you. Number two, they are wasting your time. They are weights. Some people's phone is their greatest weights. Do you know there are those who cannot walk away from their phone for one hour? And with all the holding that you are holding before, it has never brought you 20 million once. Yet to cling to it. Time is going, your phone, all the, all the people calling you are just wasting your time. Yet to hold on to the phone. You must not be a slave to any objects. You know how long people spend on Facebook every day? I saw a statistic in America saying that an average person about three to four hours every day on Facebook. In fact, the guy brought it up that when people get to office in America, and I'm, I'm sure it's our place because we do have statistics in Nigeria. We just follow America. You know, there's no statistics in Nigeria. It's a divorce rate in America. Just take what they say about America. So proud to add, you will have Nigeria. <laughs> Even census, we don't know how many we are. So there's nothing. <laughs> they can't wait no get till. So our cases, <laughs> God is just merciful to us, you know. When I was watching a documentary, it's in America, it's in Russia, they all have it. If you send a missile to those countries, there's something that will detect it and neutralize it in the air. So I asked my neighbor that if they send a missile to Nigeria, he said, God, God will catch it. <laughs> because we have nothing. We, have, we, we don't have, <laughs> it will come in free of charge. Because we have nothing. But thank God we have God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Some of those nations ahead of time, they will know the natural disaster coming and they will start planning. God in his mercy has kept us from natural disaster because we already have human disaster which is superior to natural disaster. For natural disaster, we can plan. You plot a graph, we block it here. But human beings... <laughs> The one that is plotting the <laughs> How many people have been betrayed there before? You've been betrayed before. Oh, not so many people. May you not be betrayed. Oman means are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I remember many, many years ago, a particular speaker of the house in one of the states in Nigeria, who ganged up with the rest of the people in there, they were going to remove the governor. And the plan was so thick, he was so happy. That he went to the governor and told the governor that tomorrow you are in peace, that we are getting you out. And the governor became so bad that no problem. And he came back to the house. And the day they were to vote, the governor just walked in and sat down. And the speaker arrogantly got up and said that he first insulted the governor, we are getting him. And he asked for votes. The people that were in his house last night collecting money, they were looking at him as he was speaking Greek. He started sweating. Then the governor sat and crossed leg. Then somebody moved a motion that they were impeaching the speaker himself. And all of them raised their hand. He fainted. He just saw human nature. Later, I got to know the rest of the story. When they finished meeting with him in the house and he said to them and he was sure what to do, then one of them told the governor and he summoned everybody and doubled the amounts. In the middle of that. So. <laughs> I know no permanent friend, no permanent enemy, permanent interest. He should have known. Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of? Man. <laughs> Even in some cases, Satan is afraid of man. Man is deep. Are you with me? So, let's leave it here tonight. If you have any way, it's time to get rid of them that you may be able to run perseverance. If there are places you visit and they don't add to you spiritually, time has come. Otherwise, the glory that is set before you will remain set before you without you walking in it. Sacrifice is part of Christianity. There are things we need to let go, not because, not out of a religious art. But you see, at times, demonstration of our love for the master 
involves walking away from certain things. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. You know, I perceive as I talk that there are some people, maybe there's a soap opera you are addicted to. A Christian is only addicted to one thing, Jesus Christ. The word of God. No other thing. Sins are real. Fornication, adultery, but weights are not sins. Yeah, they do the same damage. They are just there. God will not say you are committing a sin by having a weight, but the weight weighs you down. And because Christians don't see weight as sin, and they are not, they can be more dangerous because you will not treat them with the urgency it requires. There are many people by now, their ability to receive, ability to perceive the voice of the Spirit should have been times 10 of what it is right now. Weights. Wait. Glory to God. Remember what I started with. Your Christian life must not remain on the spot. After four or five years, the progress should be so obvious. And this is God's plan. There is no Christian that God doesn't want to speak to. And there is a way He wants to deal with you. That it will be something between you and Him. There are different ways by which the Holy Spirit communicates. Some will hear a voice, some will see pictures. The Spirit has codes. And as you walk with it, you begin to understand the way He talks to you. Some will always see flashes. Some will always see pictures. Some will always hear. Yes. Some will not see, will not hear, but they will know. Once something stands in their heart as a knowing, it is real. Don't miss it. They can't miss it. But these are operations of the Spirit of God to guide you. Every one of us can get to a point where you never lose one naira. One day I will, maybe next Wednesday, we start from this. Why we never grow tired? If you are always having fresh experiences in the Holy Ghost, you can never live a burning Christian life. That journey into the spirit realm is an amazing journey. Now, you know, abstract projections and those who do all those stuffs, they enjoy what they do out they be in their room and travel in the spirit. We are not exactly like that. The word of God is what guides us. But Christian experience is much more richer than that. What made Philip to disappear? Many of us have not even started touching this. We have not started scratching the surface of things that God, what he has for us. Sincerely speaking, the realm of the anointing is a very interesting realm. It is. If when you lie down your bed, things happen, honestly, you always look forward to a time when you want to pray. Because every time you pray, something happens. Something happens. I remember when I was young, we used to take all these buses where somebody would come in and be advertising medicine. And he decided to say, I know they will tell you your church not to buy all this traditional stuff. He was a native doctor. And there was a woman, I will never forget, she was in Jubilee Church. I built her. She was angry. So we didn't stop you from selling, but mentioning Jesus. She put her head on her laps and was saying some things in tongues. In two, three minutes, the man jumped down while the car was in motion. He said, there is a strange fire in this bus and jumped. She sent him packing. When you have experiences like that, hallelujah. Neighbor's child can't sleep. She's sick. Until you are told, and everybody can sleep. You are not even crossing to go there. And you get what I'm saying? You see, it begins with an anointing that stays in you. It gets to a level where it is flowing. When it's flowing, others can partake of it. You can sit inside. I remember this young guy. He's in America. He put his Bible down to take a space on his seat. And he went out. But was beginning to have some very... Do the encounters with the Holy Spirit. 
and a lady picked the Bible and wanted to put it somewhere and that was it. When he came back in, the woman said, sorry, who are you? That when I touched your Bible, I felt like a correct. When we were in secondary school, there was this guy. In the school, he was the Israelite boy, but it was this guy who used to preach. And on the literature and debating, they wanted to say something, but they thought I was going to preach to stop them from dancing and everything. So the lit, uh, the, 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 the prefect that ran towards him to grab the mic from him. And he just gave the guy the mic. The guy saw myself telling God how many times. There was an anointing on that, and nobody could pick up that mic. A secondary school. So when you walk in this, there is a tree. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. Do you remember this story that Paramore shared? Tapu many, many years ago. It wasn't this popular then. When they announced that there was going to be a problem with the plane they were in. And everybody started calling upon the name of their God. I don't remember I've been in that situation before. When they tell you that there is a... On Wednesday, the plane that took off from Abuja. I was remember the brother said, I said, sir, I said, this man is a... This is the rough first pilot I've seen. So, the Amen, it was terrible. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, but I think one day going to Rwanda, I think I, I that one, I think we're together from the, the, from the beginning to the end. Double is all true. And they couldn't serve food. As they all true. Now, <laughs> we miss the food. <laughs> I think later, maybe towards the end. Are you with me? Now, they announced and everybody started. And they just have food. But the boy has the man out beside that. Sorry, can I have your food? Because he had finished eating his own. And the man was looking lost. You know what the man asked? He said, Do you speak, do you understand English? In other words, did you just hear what the pilot said? But the boy said, At least I spoke English to you. <laughs> the man just said, Take. As soon as he finished eating, then the pilots announced that no, they said that the storm has been. He couldn't collect his food back. <laughs> Amen. Many, many years ago, he talked with our bishop. He said the same thing. When they announced that everybody said, he heard the voice of God that saw, no worry, you are here and nothing will happen. So as people were sweating, praying, he got up and he called from where he was. Called the elder and said, can I have another round of food, please? And everybody in the plane turned to him. And that was what he wanted. And as we were looking at him, he was licking his finger and <laughs> they that know their God. <laughs> Hallelujah. They shall be strong. And they shall do exploits. Pimo is not here. Pastor Money. This same Pastor Money. So we're, we're colleagues in UI. When those God boys will come with guns and everything, they stop Pastor Money one night. They were in a car. As she stood her ground, the one that came forward started shivering. I don't know. Couldn't control himself. The rest were asking that, collecting from her. They didn't, he, was, he just ran back to the car and they drove off. I don't know whether it was her or her friend also that these boys came, about four of them in guns. There was a, a, one hostel that ladies were going to. They stopped in the night on the way and they told all the ladies, at gunpoint, who knew that they were collecting their phones. And this lady got up, walked through them and said, I'm not giving you anything. And they were looking at her. And she passed. Then she remembered that her friend was kneeling down. She came back and pulled her friend. And they went. And the boys were hitting the rest, collecting things. The Bible said, Thou shalt be established in righteousness and be far from oppression. Glory to God. The Lord takes care of his children. He wants to do this for you. There are some Christian sisters. They, they one MD says, I need to sleep with you. He will never sleep for the rest of his life until he apologizes. This DSS got a popular man of God just some few years back, no, in the time of Abacha. And some of you know the person I'm talking about. When they detained him and the woman in the night said she was going home. Of course, she was receiving direct call from uh, maybe Muhammad staff also. Only going. And the man said, if you leave and you get to your house and you are able to sleep, God has not called me. <laughs> she froze there. 
I'll call those who send and say, okay, you can tell him to go. They that know their God. I listened to something recently that really challenged me. And the woman went for exercise. The board said he should go for insurance because they wanted to get him on one insurance. So he had to go for test. And the doctor, this way, I believe that this is going to bless somebody. Thank God for doctors. But you cannot accept everything they say as the final. If they say something, fine, that is what they, they are saying. But see, seeing is in categories. And the woman just finished sharing with the doctor how his son died and he brought him back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was talking. They were not really interested, but they were plugging, you know, so he started jogging and with all those things. And when it ended, they preached and the doctor looked at it and one doctor started shaking their head. Ah. And they said that, just call the number that this is my friend. Go straight to the hospital now. Don't go anywhere. You are not going home. We need to give, put you on bed right now and we must perform heart surgery on you straight away. He said he sat down for one minute and he looked at the guy and said, you are a liar. The doctor nearly saw my son. He had never had anybody say that to him before. He called, so they said, no, no, no. And he started, long as you know what the man said, he looked at the guy and said, okay, and the thing is that it looks like there is a little problem with your heart. But he said, that wasn't what you said before. You said that you were going to call your colleague now that I showed. So he left and he went to another hospital and then they checked him. And it was, they said, you have the heart of a 70-year-old boy. If he accepted that thing, I was listening to Benin also, Benin's uh, uh, wife's father, the same thing. They said he had cancer, advanced stage and everything, and all the symptoms started immediately. When they left the hospital, somebody said, I go for second opinion. And they began to pray and they went to another hospital and that one said that there's nothing wrong with him. He lived to his 70 or 80 something before he died. Amen. You know that fear can make you accept anything. Except to remind yourself that see, thank God for whatever they have seen. And I, I say to any brother the sound of my voice today, if you have received a report from a doctor, thank you, Holy Spirit. Everybody shut your eyes. We can demonstrate the gospel. We can demonstrate the gospel. If you have received any reports, if there is a health condition threatening you, you've received a report, stand to your feet wherever you are. And I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Power belongs to God. At the mention of the name of Jesus Christ. At the mention of the name of Jesus Christ. Every name. Just put your hand on your chest where you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I am not against doctors. All of us have been treated one way or the other. Thank God for them. They have their place. And there are many of them who are even Christians. We bless God for doctors. But there is the great physician. There is a great physician. As you touch your heart, now receive this in the name of Jesus Christ, whose name I stand before you. I command that condition to leave your body right now. Be made perfectly whole. Whatever is seen there disappears right now. In the name of Jesus, growth, go. Pain, go. Defense, go. In Jesus' name. Be made perfectly whole. And if there's someone that they can't find what they should find, by the power of the Spirit, that thing is put there right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can have your seats. Blessed be your name. Give him praise, everybody. Just give him praise. Just give him praise. Let's rise. Father, we thank you. We love you. We worship you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We honor you. We magnify your name. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your name. I see something like a financial, a, a mountain, but it has to do with finances. 
there is just a mountain right before you and it has to do with money i don't know whether this is debt or a project or something but this is real this is standing before you and in fact you you are bothered by this i speak to you tonight in the name of jesus christ that mountain is brought down miraculously unusual supply in the name of jesus christ unusual supply in the name of jesus christ thank you lord jesus hallelujah ah mercy encounter we have to do with an anointing to prosper I'm hearing inside me that I'm going to place an anointing on my people and they will walk in the blessing. Glory to God. Grace for all kinds of promotions. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you for healings tonight. Healings that have taken place. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for supernatural provision. Blessed be your name, Lord. We give you praise. We worship you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Give God praise again. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.